This podcast is brought to you by A Copy Match. A Copy Match is a boutique matchmaking service that helps exceptional singles find meaningful connections and relationships. To learn more about our matchmaking services, online dating makeovers and takeovers, or to enroll in an upcoming group coaching intensive, go to agopymatch.com. Welcome to Ask a Matchmaker and welcome to another online dating tech support episode. I am joined by our online dating manager, Erica Enton. Erica, say hi. Hi. (laughs) Hi. Uh, And as you know, every week on the podcast, we talk about dating, relationships, and we answer your questions. And that is what hotline episodes are for. And that is, of course, what online dating tech support episodes are for. And the difference between hotline online dating tech support is... Well, in online dating tech support, we obviously have an online dating manager, like an expert in online dating joining us. So if there's ever online dating questions, we can answer them in a a certainly more effective and (laughs) science-based approach. Um, But in hotline episodes, that's where people call in and and ask the questions that they really need answers to. And that's why we release online dating tech support episodes on hotline episode weeks, which is every other week. So again, welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. I'm your host, Matchmaker Maria. And, you know, before we kick off some questions, Erica, are you excited for next week? Let's talk about next week for a second. What's happening next week? Oh, wait, we're going to Greece. (laughs) We are going to Greece. So the Agape team plus uh, 25 other women (laughs) are joining us in Greece uh, for uh, our first retreat. Uh, It's going to be amazing. This year's retreat had a bit of a, what do you call it? Like a, a higher barrier to entry. Wow. That New Jersey accent really came in full force, uh, two seconds ago, uh, high barrier to entry. And that was, you had to have graduated the Agape intensive program in order to join the Agape retreat in Greece, but next year's Agape retreat, which will most likely happen June 24th to July 1st. So save the day that will be open to I think I'm going to keep it just to all women, but you don't have to be a graduate because we'll do other stuff during the retreat to kind of get people up to speed and hopefully we'll do the intensive before then. But, but we are opening it to all because we ultimately want women, especially women, and they don't have to still have to be single, maybe in a relationship in that time. And that's amazing, but we really want women to be able to create, you know, new networks. Every person's an opportunity. And I think that is what that that kind of retreat provides is building out your network with more people, people that are motivated to be in relationships and in healthy relationships. And, um, and yeah, and then we have just a quick announcement. We have another retreat coming up in Tulum, Mexico, November 4th to the 7th. And you can learn more about that by visiting the link in the show notes. Uh, Erica, what are you bringing to Greece with you? Any like interesting things or just like regular should I be bringing interesting things? I don't know. You got to bring a white dress because we have a white dress party one night. Yes. You mentioned that. Okay. And I have a white dress. I will bring my hungry belly for all of the delicious food and, and my walking shoes. That is a good, that is a good idea. I will tell you, um, you don't know this yet, but now you're going to know. We have a Greek food bingo in the guidebook that we made. So uh-huh. we have like whoever gets to eat this, I think it's like 16 food options. Oh, I'm on that. <laughs> <laughs> Is not feta all of them cheese, are food. like the free square? 
Okay. No, no, we're not going to put stuff that you've clearly probably had. Like, you know, someone in our team was like, we should put tzatziki. And I'm like, everyone's had tzatziki if they're coming to Greece. We're not doing that. We're going to put the stuff that, you know, you have to find in Greece, like a proper Yudo is obviously one of them, but you know, um, we also put beverages, you know, we put frappe, we put uzo, we put, uh, uh, what's called skinas mastica liquor. So these are things that, you know, Greek people enjoy. Erica, I love your face right now. Um, I'm so excited. You should know two things about me. One, I'm extremely competitive and two, I love food. (laughs) The end. So in saying that, right. I think I might post it online. So people have to take like a photo every time they do it, you know, something like Uh that, but but what's funny to me is uh, we were thinking about putting in a free square and I might still do it. And I think the free square is going to be a cigarette because honestly, mm. what is a trip to Greece without a, a free cigarette space? But I don't know. I don't know. You just made a no. And I know everyone else on my team was like, you shouldn't do that. But really? Mm, well, if it's a free I square, know. I don't have to do it. Exactly. Exactly. You see, you see the logic behind I do. It? I do see the logic. Even if you don't smoke, there is so much smoking in Greece that like that secondhand smoke, it might as well be a cigarette. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, my motto will be while we're there, feta makes it better. Yeah. (laughs) So tell me about yesterday. Yesterday you went to the Tony Awards. I went to the Tony Awards. I can't even believe I was there. Uh, A friend of mine a day before asked if I wanted to go. And I told him I would have moved a mountain to go. So I found myself at Nordstrom's the day before buying a dress and shoes and everything. It was incredible. It was the dress it, you wore was like stunning. Thank you. Stunning. The, what they had brand one is it? dress. I don't even remember. They had one dress of that one. And it was in my, it was all meant to be. And I called the sales guy, Andres, the enabler, because he just kept getting me to buy more things, but it, it was, it was, it was an amazing experience. What store did you go to buy your dress? Nordstrom. Oh, Nordstrom's. Okay. Yeah. They've got good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, how are the Tony awards? Oh my gosh. I mean, I, people don't know this necessarily about me. I am such a musical theater nerd. Like I did all of my high school plays. I did theater in college. Like whenever I sing in the shower, it's, it's theater. So it was my dream come true. I mean, I was sitting there. I mean, Bernadette Peters was there. I was like salivating over her. She, I just, oh my gosh. It was just, it was like my playground. I love that. I love that you got that experience. And that's, that's amazing. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. I, was, I don't usually I was tell more, clients that, you know. So. I was more delighted by like the photos you posted of you in your dress. I was like, what? Cause I never get to see you fancy, fancy. And that was like a fancy, fancy dress. I want to wear that dress every day for the rest of my life. So anyone please bring me as a plus one. I'm a great wedding date. I'm a great date to theater. Anything you need, I will wear that dress. Thank you. I love that. (laughs) Well, Erica, let's take our first question for online dating tech support. Let's do it. Hey, great question. I'm in a ton of transition. So I'm 54. I'm in transition in all aspects of my life, like job transition, location where I live, all sorts of things. And so I don't know how to online date. I can imagine, you know, meeting people in person. Um, But because I'm open to a couple of locations where I might be living and I'm not settled on a final destination, I have a couple, you know, a couple of places that I think I would be very happy. Um, I don't know if there's some way to slot. I hear stories about, you know, a woman in LA who meets somebody in New York or someone in San Francisco meets somebody in Mexico City, but that seems like the exception to the rule rather than 
And it also, you know, rather than like trying to meet people who know that you are flexible um, via online. And it seems to me, and I, I support this, but it's not feasible for me right now that when you start talking to somebody, you obviously want to kind of meet them in person quickly, ideally. And um, that might not be possible for me if I met somebody uh, long distance, I couldn't meet them that same week or, you know, in that, that following weekend or something. So any tips, any secret things that I don't know about? I have any a question. Online dating? Well, I have a question first. What's going to determine where you move? I know you said well, different, a couple different things, Erica, that's kind of the problem. Like there's, op- there's some job opportunities in some different places and there's, um, I have, you know, substantial groups of friends in some different places. So I'm kind of open to a few, you know, I'm not open okay. to just anywhere, but I'm open to a few places where I would have like a center of gravity to establish okay. myself, but it's going to kind of like, you know, unfold with a couple with synchronicity basically. So the reason I was asking is because, and this does not sound like you, which I'm glad about. A lot of people ask, well, should I move to this place if I meet someone there? Or should I move to meet someone? And I'm glad the answer is no, because ultimately you have to decide for yourself, because if you're happy in a place, you'll put out a better energy and be able to meet someone. And so you're right. Um, It will be hard and frustrating for people if you're not able to meet in a timely fashion. I mean, obviously you could do a Zoom or a FaceTime, but that only gets you so far. You know, how many of those could you do? Logistically, most of the sites, you can change your location. On Bumble, for example, you can upgrade to travel mode and change your location. On Tinder, you can do the passport. On Hinge, you don't have to do anything. You just scroll where you are on the map. Um, But I would be honest with people, like considering moving here, um, you know, just getting a lay of the land, but we have to, your response rate will always be better where you currently are because humans like to see each other. Um, So I'm not sure if I'm answering your question, if you were asking more of logistics. Yeah. I mean, would you put that in your upfront profile, like, or would you do that once you're, you've had your, in your first communication with somebody? Like the idea that I'm considering moving here. I wouldn't put it in your pro. Like, let's say I know you said you're on the West Coast. Where are you? In Northern California. Okay. So let's say that's where you are and that's where you're currently dating. No, I would not put that in your profile. But if you're searching elsewhere, you're like, maybe I'll move to LA. Then I would put in your profile, um, considering a move here, I'm really excited to get to know people. Keep it positive. You never want to say like, hey, I'm leaving but more, you know, more of the positive approach, but no, I would not. I mean, if you meet someone fantastic where you currently live, I think that might impact things. So um, I wouldn't put it in your profile where you currently live. But but to the destination place. Okay. I I wasn't sure that that would discourage people, you know, like, well, it will, but you don't want to talk to her, but that's, well, it it will discourage some people, but it's the truth. And that's okay. Because the last thing you want is to connect with someone and you're about to go out and you're like, by the way, I don't live here permanently. And they're like, no, thanks. I agree fully with Erica. The response rate is always going to be better where you live. I also want to just say that, you know, everyone thinks that their city sucks for meeting people. You know, I hear it all the time. Uh, and, and, and you know what, and in some cases, some cities do suck for meeting new people, but this is why we visit friends in nearby cities. We go do, uh, you know, small group trips in nearby cities. I'm not telling you to go from LA and meet someone in New York. 
Um, <laughs> but if you are in LA, you know, maybe go to that, you know, uh, wine party happening in Orange County or, um, or, you know, maybe you go to your friend's barbecue in the Valley, which might as well be a different planet for some people I've, I've come to find out. So, you know, there are, there are certainly ways to extend your network in this, in the, in the relative same geographic area. Um, so, so yeah. And then in terms of just, you know, I think one of your questions is like, well, where do I get started? Like, I think sometimes just starting and then you can kind of see what works for you too. You know, you've heard all of these stories about how you said yourself, I've heard so many stories where someone, you know, met someone, you know, signed up in San Francisco and they met someone in New York or Chicago. And yes. And for all of those stories, there's also hundreds and possibly thousands of stories where someone met someone really special in the first two weeks of using an online dating app that lived in their neighborhood. Right. And I think sometimes we have to look at online dating as just simply a tool to just meet new people that we would have never met otherwise. One last thing that I thought of, and I agree with everything you just said, Maria, um, I'm not sure why um, you're in a rush to meet people in other cities, because when you move to whatever city you decide on, as I always say this, there will always be interesting people who will be interested in you. And so you're not missing out on anyone if you don't look in that city now. So I would focus on figuring out where the heck you want to live. And then there will always be people in the new place who are, who are interesting and interested. And, you know, obviously, hopefully we're, you're interested in them too. But it sounds stressful to me to be meeting people mm-hmm. in all these other places. So I would focus on where you actually want to live first. No, well, well said and point taken. Yeah, I think that that is my priority. So, but I did, I was curious if there was some kind of, you know, international or long distance equivalent to J date or something that was, that I just didn't know about, but thank you both very much. Yeah, of course. All right. Let's take our next Hi. caller. Hi, I'm really excited to be on with you guys. So I recently got out of a one-year-long relationship, and it had kind of been dying for about the last two to three months. So I'm, you know, kind of collecting myself, but also, you know, ready to step my toe back into the online dating. I met this guy on Hinge, and Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of success. I live in the Northern Virginia, D.C. area, and... My biggest problem with online dating in the past has been, how in the world do I get people to talk to me? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not great with coming up with like the first question or, and I, I get bored playing 20 questions online. I'm not here for a pen pal, as Maria would say. So how do you start that conversation? First, I know you said it's not your you know forte to write those first messages. I would actually take don't don't resign yourself to just not being good at them. There are always improvements that can be made. You don't have to be like the next Shakespeare or anything, but any message to start the conversation that just has to do with the other person's profile and asks a question is worth writing. Now, I know on Hinge, it's really annoying when someone only likes your profile and doesn't write a message. If you're actually interested in that person, though, I wouldn't just like them back. I would write a message with your like back. Um, And so just ask a question. It could be about a picture. It can be about something they've written. Short, sweet, funny does the trick. So let's say, you know, they mentioned they like, uh, you know, cocktails. You say, oh, what what kind of cocktails do you like? I make a really good old fashioned. Or do you have a favorite place? So everything 
from that point in the conversation should be getting towards the date. I consider it like a mountain that you're climbing, right? Each subsequent message should get closer and closer to the date with the top of the mountain being the date. Um, And so I would try in the conversation to start gearing it towards like, oh, where in the city do you live? Do you have any favorite places? Like I live in Arlington. How about you? Oh, I'm in Boston, whatever. And then when you're ready, and if the person doesn't ask you out in a timely fashion, there are a few tricks you can say. You can say, you know, that's a really good question. Much better told in person. Or, hey, I'm really enjoying this conversation. Where should we go from here? Or I'm really enjoying this conversation. Should we uh, grab a drink next week? I'm free Tuesday or Friday. Anything to sort of, because don't assume that the person's not interested if they don't ask you out. Assume they have no clue when it's appropriate to ask you out. Because for everyone who likes quick to the date, there's someone else who wants to chit chat for three months. I would tell them not to, but the person has no clue. So sometimes you need to guide them in the right direction. And also science, like studies have shown that, um, you know, you're a woman, so I'm, I'm assuming, you know, you're dating men and, and studies have shown that, um, men even prefer it. If you make that move, like, I think something like 85% oh, really? of men would prefer you to ask them out, but you're not, you know, Erica just gave you three incredible templates. I'm sure many people probably rewinded by like 60 seconds to hear the three mm-hmm. templates she just gave you, which was, mm-hmm. you didn't really ask out. You actually just clarify that you're interested in yep. meeting and then their response should be, if they're actually interested in meeting you, that sounds great. How's Thursday, right? Exactly. That's, so you didn't even ask them out, but you're, you're making the move and saying like, yeah, let's do this. Like you have the green flag and asking me out here. And I think you should know that studies have shown time and time again, that men prefer this. And if they um, are not responding in what I think is the logical conclusion to those kinds of um, I, I want to call them, you know, you queue up the ball here, right? Yeah. Leading then, questions, leading questions. Uh, then that tells you what you need to know about that person. And, you know, you can, you can move on actually, you know, I don't want you, you know, you mentioned how I say no, no pen pals. And what that means is I don't want you talking to someone just to stroke their ego for the next three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how right. Erica feels about this. And, but for me, I, when I think of online dating, I think of volley for serve. Do you remember this, Erica, when you were like in middle school playing volleyball, the ball had to go over the <laughs> net three times. And I feel like if once you've exchanged, you know, three messages back and forth, okay, now it's time to, now it's time to start getting the leading questions out about meeting in person. Like, you know what you need to know a little bit, you know, the point of you being online is to get offline. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So between the two of us, I think, I think you're well-equipped now with some tools just to, to get you over that last hurdle. Excellent. Thank you both so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for your question. Let's go to our next question. So I listened to your questions that you asked. Um, First of all, I cannot find a green dress anywhere that I will, by the way. I think this is my fault. I keep getting messages that like on Nordstrom and on Macy's and on Poshmark, (laughs) all the green dresses have like sold out. And you want to know who has Chico's has a lot of green, but I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be 50 this year. I don't know if I'm ready to start checking Chico's. You know what? I have a Chico's top that looks really cute on me. So <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I didn't even know that that was the reputation of that brand. So that's good to know. But, um, you know, also Amazon, they still have green dresses. Yeah. So anyway, my, so what's your question? My question is, is I'm on Hinge and Bumble. It's all the same guys. I live in Detroit. 
whatever. Okay. But there are people and I keep matching with people out of state. So I always respond to them. Like I'm like, took the time. My question is um, for the out of state people up to actually, is it okay to ask, do you guys do you travel to the Detroit area? Like do I ask them? Cause I, I want to know if they're the ones who swipe too. They see where my location's listed. It, it's very upfront. So is that a good way to start the conversation? Cause I'm not opposed to long distance, but I want to know, like, are they open to long distance? Like, I want to get that out of the way first. I would start the conversation how you would start any conversation, a cute, you know, first opening message. And then after they answer, make sure they answer first. Then you say, do you ever find yourself in my neck of the woods? That's it. Okay. All right. And, and then let, you know, let them, I think it's almost kind of like a, it's almost, to me, it's almost like a sales tactic, right? Like, you know, hmm. you, you got to let them sort out the pause, right? So if you tee up the question, Erica just said, do you ever find yourself in my neck of the woods? Pause, mm-hmm. right? You're not going to, that's not your place to put in all of your insecurities and triggers. That is the place where you let them respond and let yes. them respond fully. Right. So they yes. can say stuff like, oh, I'm actually going to a wedding there in two weeks or, oh, you know, I'm thinking about moving there or, oh, you know, I just opened up my parameters in a 100 mile radius because you never know. Like let them fully respond. Don't, don't respond for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And then, um, the other thing I questions I usually do when I'm trying to get the conversation going is I'll ask them, um, Hey, tell me three unique things about you. And then I'll share my three unique things, which three unique things. That's a lot. That's, that's, that's a, a lot of work. Yeah. It? It sounds like, that sounds like an interview. Okay. All right. Also, like, why does it have to be unique? Like most people are actually not unique at all. They're pretty normal and boring. Uh, Yeah. I mean, like my answers to them are I'm left-handed and Chris Isaac once told me I smelled good or something like that. Like I try to make it light and fun. I'm getting stressed thinking about that. Um, yeah, I would, I would try to make it more organic than that. Cause it sounds like an interview, like what's your best quality? What's your worst quality? Okay. Why would you be good for a member of my team? You know? So, um, (laughs) I would try to, to deepen whatever conversation, like, let's say you even comment on a picture of food or travel, whatever, expand that like, Oh, that's a really cool picture of you skiing in Utah. I don't know. I'm making this up. I don't ski. Um, you know, do you like skiing out West generally? Have you ever been to the Alps? I really want to go to Europe, you know, something along those lines versus just like, <laughs> like starting new conversations the whole time. Okay. You know, a, a visual, I think Erica just gave a really good example, but like a visual for this is, you know, think of each photo as a tree and you're just looking for the branch of that tree I love to comment that. on. Right. So you're not, you're not, you know, digging up soil and planting a new seed here. You're just going off the tree that they have and finding a branch that you can comment on. I love that. Yeah. Thank thank you. That's why we're here together, Erica. Yeah, we are. Um, So I wanted to read an example, by the way, just from the last question of a conversation um, of two people, one woman, one guy, where it got to the date rather quickly. Um, Mm -hmm. So she, this is on Bumble. She wrote, Ah, you're from Paris. When did you move to the U.S.? Again, it doesn't have to be rocket science. It's just a question about the other person's profile. He said, I'm from, I am indeed from Paris. I'm proud of it. Blah, 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 blah. I moved here. Blah, blah. How about you? When did you come here and where in Europe are you from? She said, happy work anniversary, doing anything to celebrate. Do you see what we did there? 
we got that little in, like, are you doing anything to celebrate? Ask me, but not saying ask me. And then to answer your question, I'm originally from Spain, came to the US six years ago, blah, blah. He says it's a big anniversary, no plans to celebrate. I'm sure you've been fielding all kinds of questions, blah, blah, blah. She says, I happen to be free tomorrow if you want to celebrate together. He says, wonderful idea, yes. Then they come up with the time, date, and location, and they meet. Done. Yippee. Okay. I love <laughs> it. Going, I love it. They're going on I, their I third forgot, date this week. I forgot for a second that I'm I'm hosting a podcast. So here I am doing a happy dance, and I know that nobody can see, see that because they're listening to me. And I, I think that's really funny. It. But I did this. You saw my shoulder shimmy. I loved um, it. <laughs> I got really excited to hear the way that that went. Is that one of our clients? It is one of our clients. That's awesome. Yeah, okay. I know. That's great. Uh, all right, let's go to our last question. Hi. Um, okay, so this might be too broad of a question, but I'm just having trouble dating multiple people at once. Uh-huh. Um, I'm notorious for going on first dates, finding someone that I really like and then becoming attached and then forgetting about everyone else. Usually the person I choose is the one who likes me the least and is most emotionally unavailable. Um, So I'm trying to um, not repeat those patterns. Um, Right now I'm dating two guys for the past two weeks, have gone on three dates with each of them. Um, They are both looking for long-term relationships, um, seem emotionally available, and I think they're interested in me. So this is very new for me. so any tips or tricks about how to not mess it up? <laughs> um, immediately therapy. <laughs> you, <laughs> I really appreciate you being this vulnerable and actually um, disclosing something that's actually, that's pretty big. Um, you know, you were able to pinpoint a problem, right? Which is that you might date people and then you choose the person that is the least interested in you. And that is because you are um, most likely attracted to the excitement that that kind of anxiety gives you, right? Sometimes we confuse spark or like, oh, I'm really into them when it's really just anxiety that we're actually learning to juggle and anxiety in a relationship, especially in the beginning, it can, it's very debilitating emotionally uh, over time, but also, you know, it, it makes us feel like the word excitement is a positive word when the reality is that they're probably not giving you what you need. You feel confusion, you feel lack of acknowledgement, and you should be with someone who is consistent with their communication, reliable and uh, a good listener and is able to acknowledge you the way you need to be acknowledged. So in hearing how you kick this off, to me, it's like, oh, you know, our friend here needs therapy um, to work on that, right? And I love that now you're taking a different approach, right? And I think what's happened is, okay, I've done this, it's not working for me. So now you're participating in a different dating pattern, which we call pendulum dating. So it's like, okay, this time is going to be different. I'm going to do this. And you're nodding your head. So I know I'm, I'm on the right track here. And so when I think of pendulum dating, it's like, how is this going to be different than last time? Cause now you're still trying to figure out who is the guy. Now I could say like a really crass response and be like, okay, you know, who's going to eat you out better. Uh, (laughs) Or we can like do the reality, the reality base, which is like, which one of these two acknowledges you in the way you need to be acknowledged shows self uh, emotional resilience shows a growth mindset in this way. Like who is going to be a more positive person to be around because it's really hard to like someone for the next 30 years of your life. So which of these men 
do you find yourself being able to like long-term? So if that's, to me, that's like how I would try to clarify who I like. You know, we can, you know, the, the obvious here, if you're still going on three dates with them, then that tells me that you're, you're probably mostly value aligned with these guys. Right. Yes. So, so now it's like, okay, who, who can I like for the next 30 years? Because that is what can, that's what I think hurts people over time. I don't think there's usually a lack of love. It's usually a lack of like, that's my own dating philosophy here. Erica, what do you think about all this? I'm coming at it from a different angle. So I think we picked up on different parts of the question, which we do often, which I really like. Um, Mm -hmm. You said at the end, I think they like me. And that sort of, I made mental note of that because number one, they like you. Men are very simple creatures. If they see you, it means they like you. If they don't, it means they don't. We all do what we want and don't do what we want. And so I would say, and I'm sorry if this is harsh, stop worrying so much if they like you. Focus on how you feel, right? Right. This is a two-way street here. So they like you. Go in with that assumption and see how they make you feel if you actually like them. And then I'm going to say the opposite of what Maria said. I love it. Um, No, I want to hear it. Instead of thinking about who could I like for the next 30 years, I would say the complete, stop trying to decide things. It's only been three dates. No one's asking you to make a decision. You don't have to be exclusive with anyone anytime soon. The only person putting pressure on you is you. And so stop, just keep going on dates and it will reveal itself who you actually want to spend more time with. So we can't predict the future you know? And so don't live in the present, go on a fourth date with each of them. See how you feel. See if you're having fun. See if you're laughing. See if you feel good about yourself. See if you feel special, safe, um, all of those things. And and don't, I wouldn't worry about the next 30 days. Yeah. So I love it. You win, you win, you win, you win. That was good. I really (laughs) love that. No, no. I love, I love your approach to this question. It's like, yeah, that's a really good answer. I love it. And I love Thank that you. our listener was able to get uh, like a macro and micro response to her, you know, really great question. I think a lot of people deal with. Absolutely. I call it dating NATO. And I've probably said this before. No, not attached- what does that mean? It means dating not attached to outcome. Mm. So when you date NATO, you're going on each date to see what the outcome might be. Whereas if you're so attached to the outcome, maybe that's a marriage, maybe that's a long-term relationship. You're sort of trying to backfill people into that slot. But most people you date are inherently not going to be that person. And that doesn't mean all is a loss. It just means the outcome is a bit different for that person. And that's okay too. Thank you both. Yeah. Maria smiling for your question. Oh, no, I love it. Uh, Erica, I'm, I I love having you on these episodes. You're such an incredible person and that's it for this week's online dating tech support. Erica, where can people find you online? Well, they can find me on Instagram at a little nudge and Maria and I both post, uh, I love your content. I know, you know, we both post good, fun, interactive content, which is wonderful. And um, you can find me next week in Greece. Let's see. (laughs) And of course, if you want to work with Erica, uh, you know, we do have this program called the Dating Refresh where uh, Erica takes over your profile for three months. Mm -hmm. um, And, and, you know, you don't have to experience any of the dating fatigue. Just Exactly. 
check out the link in the show notes to book a dating strategy session. Um, is it, a, what, do we call it a dating strategy session? Is that what it's called? I think so. Hold on. I want to make sure I'm saying it right. Yes. It's a dating strategy call. <laughs> so you can book a dating strategy call. And if this is the right program for you, we'll give you more information. Um, and of course and you for, can always, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Everybody. I was just going to say just for full disclosure of the example I read of how to get to the date quickly. Um, I was the one writing as the woman. So, right. Uh, <laughs> and of course, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm at matchmaker Maria. And I will see you at the next online dating support happening in July. So if you want to register for an upcoming online dating support, there is a link in the show notes to register for that. So there's a lot of links in the show notes, right? There's a link for the next online dating tech support happening in mid-July. There is a link to our Tulum retreat happening November 4th to the 7th. There is a link to book a dating strategy call in case you're interested in doing our dating refresh program which is again, where we take over your online dating life for three months and let you experience all of the great dating experience and none of the dating fatigue. And of course there are links to both me and Erica's Instagrams. If you want to continue following there for more dating and relationship content. Thank you again, Erica. Thank you to the people that asked us questions. As I always say, be lovable, but more importantly, be likable. See you next week.